My name is Ryan Hand from Handmade Hockey, and you're listening to the Sheriff's Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to an exclusive episode of The Sheriff. Guys, today I am blessed to have a living legend that is actually still playing. My guest today, ladies and gentlemen, other than Brandon Sugar Sugden, I would say is one of my biggest rivals in my career. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we're only one year apart. We, in our primes, we were similar weight, similar size. We would replace each other on more than one occasion in our careers. We would take our rivalry all the way to Espoo, Finland in a fight tournament, ladies and gentlemen, where Derek, the Lion Parker, won in a split decision and went on to win Ice Warriors back in 2010. Ladies and gentlemen, this is one of the toughest guys I know. He is currently playing for Laval in the LNH playoffs. He is currently the holder of the belt ladies and gentlemen ladies and gentlemen without further ado Derek the Lion Parker how are you doing today I'm doing great great thanks for the intro it was fun <laughs> I was gonna ask you what you thought about it because it was a little bit longer than the average intro but honestly parts it's been like we were talking before the recording it's because I just love to have guys on my show that are of similar age similar experience because then we're actually able to really get into it because buddy i don't yeah. know about you but i'm never able to really explain to people what the league in quebec is really like like what it used to be what it is now like, yeah, you know yeah. I mean? so i appreciate you being on my friend yeah definitely we're a lot of the same especially i, I don't have as much of the american league experience as you but other than that we got a lot of the same experiences you yeah, know bro. and like I'm we, we even about, have finland Finland, yeah. that was a that was a riot. But it was, it was one of the best experiences of my life, man. And like we're gonna get into the Ice Wars International that I'm a part of it on the media side, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get into it with you. I'm gonna ask a lot of stuff about that that's gonna be coming up very soon. But first, Parks, I want to get into probably what's most exciting for me right now is following the LNAH playoffs, bro. And do yeah, you know yeah. why? Because characters like the Lion, yourself, bro, you came out before the playoffs started and you said, LaBelt is back on the line. <laughs> Explain to me what LaBelt is, my friend. Well, I don't know. Like, I, I remember I came back when I came back in this league a couple of years ago. When was it? In 2018, 2019 with the Berlin Blackjacks. And I was, I had been out of the league. I was like, who is who does have the belt? <laughs> you know, who in this league fucking owns the belt? You know, because you know what there is. There's a guy that's got, you know, I know I own the, be the belt and own the belt in the league and my first year and other guys have owned it. And so I kind of brought it out. The belt, the actual belt I have is a toy WWF belt. Oh, yeah. that me and my buddies in Melville originally had <laughs> that that my, my other buddy had it and 
it got passed around. We would have wrestling match, but I, I pretty much owned it with my, my buddies when we're in our twenties. And, uh, I started bringing it out to kind of get the fans involved and get, have some fun with it, put it on the line. And I tried to egg on a fight with, uh, in the first round because, you know, but realistically between you and I, you know, that and I know it's like, I love the guy. Like, He's a number three at best, probably, you know, although he's been stepping up and fighting a lot of the number ones from what I know of him, you know, like when he used to play on St. George, when there was like, uh, Brandon Terrio Lawson, those guys, he, he was a number three guy and real effective, but I was hoping that he would give me a fight. Cause I love to fight. And so I tried to hang on the belt with them and, this one, this series, I said before the series, because I know I know uh, Mel really likes to fight too. He's a guy that will kind of go. Although I think I'm, I think he's losing his his knack for it after the last couple. But uh, he, uh, I, I, I even said that if he wins the belt over there, I'll hand it over at the end of the series. But I don't think that's going to be the case. Okay, so Parks, there's two things I want to add to there. And trust me, I'm loving this. I don't know if you noticed, but I'm on the edge of my seat listening to your stories. <laughs> so now listen, first of all, I want to thank you for having that type of grace. Like, and what I mean by that is, brother, like when I was a kid and I would go to hockey games and stuff, the guys that I would notice were the biggest characters. And usually that would be the tough guy and then maybe like, the top scorer that was physical and could chirp and he could stick up for himself, like the Wendell Clark, you know, Cam Neely, you know, that type of deal. So I'd watch these guys and I'd be like, wow, it is so cool that they're like so much more interesting than all the other players. So that's why when I started playing junior, when I started playing pro, I wanted to be a big character because I know how much people appreciate it. Buddy, I'm just as big as a fan as I was a player. I'm still a fan and I I'm a fan of the LNH. You're my favorite character in the league. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I'm, but there's yeah. many people yeah. that think like I do, especially yeah. people based in Quebec. I'm in Toronto, yeah. brother. I can't even yeah. see the games right now unless I take a five hour drive to Laval. Right. But I'm yeah. telling you, man, a lot of people appreciate it part and you got to keep this up. Because this is the only league, really, that has that type of character left, right? And you're yeah, the biggest no. one right now, my friend. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I love that about the Quebec League, that they've, they've kept it. I do feel like this could be one of the – well, I don't know. They always seem to find guys, but it's it, it guys like us, me, you, Amel, Delmar, Rock, Lacroix, kind of – we're all kind of dinosaurs, you know, we're, we're oh, getting yeah. pretty old and there aren't, there really aren't the same young guys that do it like we will, or will do it like we will, you know, the game's changed. Like we were talking about, we know how it is. Uh, for us to get one fight at the start of a game is a big deal, but it used to be like a few times a season, like most of the times of the season, it would be like 
1956, and you're in yep. the penalty box, and there was three, there was four of you in the penalty box, yep. and then the, the game would start, you know? Yeah. And we don't see that anymore just because the the kids are a little different, I guess. There's there's not as many young guys coming up and do the do the things that we do. Uh, you know, that's from the junior changing and everything. I know that I in junior had I know my 16-year-old year I had 38 fights and 43 43 games in the Western League. So I don't think that they even allow that anymore. You, know? <laughs> you wouldn't be able to finish the season parks because I think now as soon as you like hit like your third or fifth major, you get a 10 game suspension. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. like that anyway. I don't know about the dub. I don't know about the dub. Well, but even then, even in that era, I was, I was uh, weighing on the tip of the kind of the, the scales. Cause yes. I remember I had a meet. I remember I had a meeting with uh, Rob Robson, the the commissioner of the league. After I had, I think I had eleven fights in eight games. This is in the WHL. In the WHL when playing, I was sixteen. Yeah, playing for Lethbridge. Okay. For Lethbridge, yeah. When I was a sixteen-year-old, I remember him saying to me, "I I actually remember this." And he goes to me, he goes. You have eleven fights in eight games. That's astronomical. And I remember <laughs> thinking to myself, "I'm a real smart guy. Actually, I was good in physics and a bunch of other stuff." But I remember thinking to myself, "What are you doing using a word like astronomical with a guy with eleven fights in eight games?" <laughs> <laughs> but I remember him saying, "I remember him saying those exact words. That's astronomical." So, so far, and, and, and thanks for sharing that, buddy. That, that's pretty funny. Here's my yeah. question for you. We're talking about the playoffs in, L, in the LNAH. Explain to me the format, bro. I, I don't really understand. It's changed since I've left. I don't get it. I don't get how teams lost and they're still playing. Is it because it's a certain amount of teams? Well, it's because there's six teams in the league, right? Okay. So they weren't going to go with just four make the playoffs so they have to make it so six teams make the playoffs so in the first round first played six two plus five plays five three plays four okay and then after that they took the two losers the two the the loser with the lowest points was out because there was going to be three losers right okay so the loser with the the lowest points was out which was and, who Riviere de uh, Riviere de Loup. They okay. were six. They were six, and they got and they lost. Okay, so, so they, they were out. So they they were done a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. Okay, and then Jean Care and Sorel both lost their first series. So they so played then each they other. Had, they had to play each other in the best of three. And Sorel was victorious in that. And Sorel, but they because they were losers, end up being in the last place in the playoffs in the standings so they have to play they have to play the first place team okay and then because we we were third we finished the league third but we won so we're we're the second and then we got the who we're playing third basically there's four teams left we're playing two plus three plays three Okay, but but we actually got a kind of a good deal because we're playing the fifth place team. Exactly. So now you're currently playing Saint George the Bose, and yeah. 
you know, they the series right now is it is it is it two one or or two no two nothing two nothing for us it's two nothing yeah that's right we're playing really you, you good do a home and home instead of two two one 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 you guys go home and home right yeah yeah every okay. weekend so now let's talk about game one now game one I was pretty pumped up man because I was watching your posts like yeah. I'm watching these posts. And I'm like, wow, is this ever awesome, man? So I'm, I'm first of all, I mean, I saw the belt, I saw the belt, and I and I was like, oh my god, the belt is back. He's pulled out the belt. He's putting the belt on the line. Yeah. Those were your words, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. So oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the belts come out. Laval fans must be really fired up when you do stuff like that, man. Like you're playing in the house of pain. Explain to the listeners what the House of Pain is and what, what it means to the Lion Derek Parker. Oh, the House of Pain. Well, we have great fans there, and, they, and they've really come to love me there, so I, I love playing there. Uh, but the House of Pain, back in the day, you know, because <laughs> this league – this league has changed over the years, you know. I had Craig Martin a, on a couple of weeks ago, by the way. Oh yeah, that yeah. was yeah. yeah. So you're talking about that era, right? That Craig era. Martin, Mike Bajerni, Pat Cote, Pat Cote, yeah. Pat Cote, yeah. I play a, I played against Laval when they had Pat Cote, Craig Martin. Did I know for sure? And I. They probably had a whole list of other guys, but those guys were worth enough to worry about. I, I think I fought a bull, and then and then there was a brawl after the game, and I think I almost ended in a fight when Pat Cote ran across the ice. Serge Lavelle jumped on the ice in street clothes, like I was in the hockey. Was that in? That was in Saint Saint, right? No, in where was in, it? Uh, in Laval. That was in Laval. Okay. Yeah. Right yeah. on. Right on. So, yeah, that's so okay. So game one parks. Okay, so game one, the belts on the line. Obviously, I saw round one and round two. I saw it. I tuned in. I loved it. How there's a couple of guys, and maybe you could accredit them that post these videos that uh, that are very big supporters of the LNAH, and you know what I mean. And yeah. You get all these yeah. Different angles and oh, yeah. You know, and there's Big Ben photo, right? Is that the way, way to say it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, that right? big bad photo. It's awesome, and and it's awesome, bro. Now tell me, when was round one? What part of the game was round one? We, uh, you know, starting first first start of the playoffs, right? Or start of the series, kind of tight. We scored early. I wanted them to start. Like I, that's how ready I was. You know, like I was yeah, hoping you guys, play. you guys get the last decision. So you're wanting yeah. to see if they're starting Dave Hamel. Yeah, Dave Amell. But I think he was ready too. And he th I think he was a little confident because I think in the last series, he changed the momentum for his team a couple of times. Oh, so where he they was went very up. confident coming in. Yeah. And, you know, there was a comment on the Facebook that he said, I destroyed you all year. You want more. And I'm like, never enough. I, you know? I saw that. I yeah. saw that. Now, so we, so anyways. Ahead, we scored, we scored, I don't know how, 
early it was i probably about five minutes in it was it was early enough that it was like yes it's such a monkey off your back right when you score the first first goal especially the first goal of the playoffs you know like are the series and then they put him out there and i was like and and then I always got to ask my coach if I'm ready to go. He's always never ready to react. And then I'm like, I was going out there. And uh, so I think he was confident. He think he could change things. And then had a good fight, came in with him. He's a lefty. And I have been kind of like, they're not my strength. Fighting lefties, I don't think they're anybody's strength, you know? And, uh, but I was ready to come in with like, I was going to match his power shot and the whole thing. And then we locked up and I kind of dropped the one in the fight. We're going back and forth a little bit. He doesn't ever get me. And then I kind of dropped the one knee and I get up and I fucking land a bomb on him and, yeah. and drop, you know, made you know, a difference. Yeah, got, 100%. To, got to put the hand in the air. Here's my question to you, Lion. Obviously you're the type of guy that is able to, is able to admit when he wins, admit when he loses, right? Yeah. And every real fighter, if you're a real fighter, that's how it is. It's the guys that can never admit that they've lost the fight. They're not real ones. You understand what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, now, yeah. Now, would you say that in round one, you had a win by TKO? I, I think I could call it that. Okay, because that's what I, I thought it was. Yeah. Okay. I think I could call it that for sure because I landed that one and he dropped. Okay. It, it was and, it was not not a balanced thing. It was not. It was a it was a buckle your knees kind of punch. Yeah. So yeah. now round number two, Nemeo yeah. When was that? What part of the game was that? I I think it was in the second period, and I think we just made it four one. So I think you guys scored, are up 4-1. Yeah, it could have been 3-1. I think we scored two in a row. Okay. And Because they scored after we uh, – they scored – I think we went 1-1. It might have been 2-1. I can't remember. But it was in the third period, and we had just scored. I know Brennan Amell, who's a beauty, one of my favorite. You know how you said you're a fan? I'm always a fan of my team. I have some favorite players. And Brennan Abel and, and Nick Poulin are two of my favorite. They're, they're just two younger guys and are just – they played together as, as kids and they're unreal together. And they've wow. stepped up in the playoffs. Anyways, he had a snipe. I remember his snipe. And then I got to go on the ice and pound him, like pound him from the bo- not on the box because I was, yeah, and and I was going out there and he's like, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna. Fuck okay, so him. as soon as as soon as your boy scores, you saw them give Hamel the tap. Yeah, Hamel went you're out there. You're going out, so that's that enabled you to just go right out. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So you get to go out. You get to yeah. join the celebration. But yeah. now it's go time. But now it's oh, go yeah. time, right? Oh, oh yeah. Right now, yeah. you're in the house of pain. What was the crowd like that night? Was it a good crowd? Like, was it around? Two- oh yeah, twenty five hundred. Oh wow! So great yeah. crowd, great, great crowd, crowd. In the house of great pain. crowd. How loud great. was it at this point? 
Oh, it was loud. I don't know if I noticed. Oh, I probably do notice because I think they're chanting Parker, Parker. You know? Oh, yeah, they were, buddy. You know? Every video, every video angle I saw, I was hearing the Parker chant. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, so now here's my question. Well, well, first of all, d- describe round two, and then I'm going to ask you the question. Oh, well, round two went... I was I was ready. I had my hands up again. That, that was my thing going into the left. Fighting the lefty, I don't know if I just give all my tricks out, but it, it just is what it is. Having a good guard and trying to be able to throw that that right punch when I need to. Things developed a little bit different when I watched the little video. Uh, I think he came in with this, and I backed off on it, and yeah, then I did. came over the and then I came over the top, and I really gave it to him. Yeah. Just gave it to him. He was off balance all the time. Yeah. And uh, and I was throwing punches. He went down and then refs are doing a good job of at least letting us get each other, let each other up and uh, letting that happen. So I, I kind of let him up again and then threw a couple more punches on him, but kind of dominated that, that fight. He was off balance. Yeah. So I, I I consider that one a clear victory. Would you agree with that one? Yeah, that clear analysis? victory. That clear was victory. a dominant, clear victory. dominant victory, yeah. Yeah. So now let's be honest here, Mr. Parker. I when I first when I first heard you say the comment about about the refs like doing a good job, at first I thought that you were referring to doing a good job as far as getting control, the one linesman getting control of his guy and the other linesman getting control of his guy. That's what I thought you meant at first. And then I realized that you meant that they were letting you guys kind of get back up. Right. Yeah. But yeah. Let's be honest here. At the end of that round two, <coughs> the linesman did do a good job in the regard. Yeah. Right. <coughs> okay. So now yeah. why do you think, why do you think they had to do a good job? It, it, well, because he, well, because he was upset that he had a bad fight, you know. Well, what do you or, say from? But what about the track record? What's that? What about the track record? Like, 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 I, I find that they did that because recently he's been crossing the line when the fight's been over. Yeah, right? he has been a little bit. Yeah, and just being honest, Parks. Like, I'm not here to badmouth anybody, right? But yeah, yeah. Like we talked about. We're dinosaurs, bro. I've been done for a couple of years. I tried to make a comeback right yeah. before COVID, right? But I'm done. You're still going. You called us dinosaurs. The new kids are a different breed, bro. They yeah, don't yeah. make them like how it used to be. Yeah, yeah. And what I'm finding is that the young guys, and we got to hold people accountable, man. The young guys, I'm finding, do not have the same respect. They, yeah. they it, it, It's different. Instead of it being like, a battle of warriors it has to be like this crazy villain type stuff where you have to hate each other so much and like i feel that's how he has to that's his way of of doing it where our minds are different we just look at each other as warriors on the battlefield the better man's gonna win you don't hit a guy when he's down you honor you honor the code over it's over and you give each other a pat unless you really don't like each other off the ice Is that yeah right? well i think the i think he well call him a kid because he is a little younger he's really young a, yeah really yeah young. he told Does me he, he's when under I was 30 in, isn't he yeah yeah 
And uh, when I was in St. Jerome, he said he was wa- he used to watch me. He was one of my fans, actually. And uh, uh, But I think the kid's learning. I think I called it out on one of my posts. So you already the, thought this. Of the belt that we're going to not we're not going to hit each other when we're down, you know, like, so you've noticed it. Yeah. Not, not terribly. Cause I don't, it's not, I always get to watch. Cause like I said, we're, we're in the same networks of people and fans that share the videos, but I yeah. haven't watched all his fights, you know, that, but I've heard, I've heard people complain about it. Okay. I know in my last fight against some of the round three, I fall backwards and his instinct was probably to fucking punch oh, me. Oh, yeah, man. And, yeah, but he, at least, he, I think he stopped himself and he fucking, he kind of like face washed me. It was kind of, it was oh. kind of like. Okay, so you recognize that? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. So that's yeah, a good yeah. thing then. Yeah, right? I think he stopped himself and, rec- okay. and face washed me instead of, instead of going. Drilling you when you were, when you were vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so now Park, so now, now I want to, I just want to expand on it a little bit because, because I'm also a Dave Hamel fan too, right? Yeah. I've had a little history with Dave Hamel when he first came into the league, right? And to be honest, I've always had problems with him. There was one time he even like somehow managed me to like, he didn't mean it, but he somehow managed to like poke me in the eye. Uh, and oh, I yeah. couldn't see anything. And he's just drilling me while I couldn't see nothing. Right. And like, that's how it goes sometimes. Right. Yeah, but yeah. What I found is, is when I tried to make that comeback in 2019, I, I, I found that Hamel didn't, didn't play cool. It wasn't cool, bro. He obviously beat me. Like he was that definitely the better man, but this guy was, drilling me when i was down he had already won the fight yeah. i'm like dude like come on man like what's yeah, yeah. up man you know what i mean i'm a 38 year old guy yeah. trying to play yeah. and this guy's drilling me when i'm down so at the same time i appreciate dave hamel for how big of a monster he is yeah like, you have to admit he's parts, legit you gotta respect him you would rather fight a guy like dave hamel that's a big challenge than a guy that you might not think too much of, right? Like you want that challenge, don't you? Well, yeah, for sure. I need a guy that wants to fight me, you know? Like, yeah, and, he, you know, and like Dave last, Hamel does. Yeah, Dave yeah, Hamel's last, been killing guys. Like I'm a yeah, fan yeah. of the men. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I just want him to realize that there's there's been a lot of warriors before him and we're all watching him and we appreciate him. But he's got to play by the rules. He's a very yeah. dominant player. But you guys contesting for the belt right now is the most exciting thing in hockey, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. kudos to yeah. both of you, Parks. Like, this isn't one against the other on my show. But I just yeah. want to be honest here because this is an honest show, man. And awareness yeah, yeah. becomes action. And I hope that Dave listens to this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure. No, I think he's doing good. I think I think me calling it out on the one belt post probably made a difference with him. Because he, uh, the last game I played against him, we even had one of those fights where he asked me in the box, he's like, hey, do you want to drop the gloves and then do one, two, three, and go? You know? And really? In the, last, in the last end of the season, I think it was my last fight against him in the season, we did one of those. We dropped our gloves off. We undid our helmets, grabbed on each other, and we did one, two, three, and go. And uh, 
he said that he he added me on Facebook after. He's like, I love fighting with you. You know, like you're you're a legend or something like that. He had you are you know he had you know he was kind of like and I've seen him after fighting with Lacroix them on the same you know having a picture after with each other. So I yeah. guess he's. He's trying to be part of the old boys club. I yeah, guess, you know? yes. So if he wants, I recognize if he wants that a seat too. at the table, he's got to he's got to follow the rules. You That's know, it. so so guys think that he's legit, but I think he's he's been doing it this series. You know, it's been mostly yeah. him on the. It's been mostly him down, but the last fight, I know he stopped him. He probably stopped himself, and he kind of face washed me. Guy said he he tried to knock my my face off the ice, but I think he, I think he was caught in not knowing what to do when he face watched me. I think yeah. that's where it came from. I think that's yeah. a fair assessment, my friend. For yeah. sure. For sure. Yeah. So, okay. So tell me about the upcoming games for, for Laval against St. George the Bulls. Well, we played them Friday and Saturday and you Friday's know, where, where's Friday in Laval. Oh, wow. So Friday house of pain. Yeah. Yeah, we're open. You know, fans are talking. I saw their site to say, bring a friend. Everybody bring a friend. Let's try and get 3,000 in there. So we're starting and we're, we're winning. Like, it's playoffs. So every game, you know, it's like, tell you for, you're, you're pretty tight. Tell you score that first goal and how things go, you know, like every game could go a little bit different. I know last game, they're, they scored the first goal, but it was kind of like one of those dumping off the wall. I actually didn't see it on the bench, but kind of like it was a dump in and somehow went in, you know, one of those mm. unlucky ones, you know, shit happens sometimes. Right. Yeah. And, and uh, even our goals, none of our goals were all that pretty. And uh, so let's hope we win both games but uh because we're playing really good hockey right now we're we're a good team and we're we're playing our our game you know like we're playing solid defensively and that's what it takes to win championships and you know what folks i couldn't have said it any better and man did you you're you're firing me up right now talking this way uh, your your teammates once they hear you talking like this and like and the reason why i'm saying this is because a 99.9% chance this episode is getting released on Thursday, the day before, oh, yeah. the day before game three on Friday. Do you have a message to your teammates or to anyone on St. George the most? Well, I'd, I'd love to make a message out to the fans. Come out, you know, like I loved having you. I know my teammates love having you all coming out. And cheering us on, we make a big difference. They had the wave going in Laval, mm. and that rink goes all the way around. So it started in the third period. She was going around the wave, and she kept going, going. <laughs> you know, you know they, they didn't even have to start it. But uh, yeah, for the fans, I don't know. Message from my team. I talked to them. I'm a pretty vocal guy. I'm a big leader on our team. Yes. Uh, you know, even if I don't get on the ice, I make a difference just being on the bench. Of course. And uh, so I'll make those those comments with them. And for David Mel, you better be ready. You know, like, I'm sure he is. I don't think he's as confident. I was ready the last game. Uh, we scored the empty netter and I went out on their rink, in their rink, 
and he didn't want to come out. He didn't come really? out. They, they didn't send wow. him out. In their ring. Send him out. Yeah. Did he so, at least get up? Was he ready? No, like, he gave you... me, he sat down and gave really? me one of these or something, you know. Okay. So okay. so I think like, you know, sometimes guys get enough, you know, like fighting's fighting's fun when you win all the time. You yeah. know, you yeah. know, but to be a real one, you gotta be able to do it on well. He's got to think. He, I think he's. I think he's questioning things. He's not as confident as he, he once was, and so that's. I think that's a big win on on me doing a good job when he's ready. When he's not ready to step out there, you know. So. For sure, man. Well, man, I'm I'm pretty excited. I'm sure the fans. I'm sure you guys are going to get a sellout, man. I'm, I'm like, you know what I mean. We're gonna we're gonna be pumping this on Thursday, Parks, because this is a big episode for me. I'm oh, yeah. be pumping it, and I hope everybody hears yeah. it. And we got a message to and, everyone uh, of come <clears throat> to the House of Pain. The Coliseum yeah, yeah. There's uh, there's uh, the internet. The internet, you can watch the game on uh, LNH TV. LNH TV, right? Yeah, so that's a big thing too for a lot because a lot of the fans will be English speaking and they might not be around. I know I got a lot of messages on Messenger the last this last week about guys from Lethbridge and here and all over the place that watched that are following our team because uh, I right tried on. to get I want I wanted some English commentary, but I think I it's. I think guys just got to suck it up. I think that the one thing with the commentary with our, with the LNH TV is the, the away team is always the team that is watching, but they have always have home team commentators. Like if we're yeah. playing in John Care, the team like Laval fans are watching in John Care, but it's, it's going to be a John Care commentator. And, <laughs> You know, since St. George, the commentators are St. George, so you always got to watch with the bias. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I hear you. Hey, great tip, man. That's a great tip. That's a great tip. Yeah, man. man, That's exciting stuff, Parks. And like, I, 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 good luck to you, man. You know, I'll be, I'll be following along for sure, buddy. So, so so best of luck to you, bro. And, and, and I love when Warriors go to battle, bro. So I'm really fired up. To have the belt on on the line yeah. once again, bro. Right? Yeah, yeah. Right now and you're the holder. You're holding it, right? Yeah, I'm holding it. And then, yeah, the most important thing is uh, winning this championship and being there for my team. You know. Yes. But doing this on the side time, I I really do think it's it makes a difference. We we all know it makes it a difference in the you know, momentum and everything. I know those fights I had last Friday really. It probably made the difference between it being a tight game and us winning seven two because I dominated the fights and we dominated the game kind of thing. But you know how you know how you impacted it, buddy. You know how you know. Well, we yeah. weren't wasn't wasn't who's who is who is the third star of that game? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Who was he? Who was yeah, he? Me, me, I was the third. You star. see? Yeah. What are you talking about? You yeah. think? Obviously, yeah. you were, bud. Everyone yeah. voted for you that you were the biggest impact. First and second star was probably what? The guy that scored the goals and then the goalie? Yes. And that yeah. was the reason you guys won, yeah. right? Yeah. No, yeah, that's man. a good feather in the cap. I thought about it later, too, you know. And that was, that was a, a good thing. I don't know how they picked the third stars. 
but uh, that's the thing you can appreciate of the Quebec League that they would they recognize that and give an opportunity for me to say I was third star in one of our playoff games in the semifinal playoff game, and know I've made a difference in this in this championship. Hundred percent, buddy, and thank you for sharing that. So now, listen, man, we. I'm, I'm, I'm such a big fan and I was so fired up that I had to get right into the LNAH because I had to talk some current talk right off the hop with you. So I appreciate you being honest, entertaining, <coughs> and, and correct. Okay, uh, Mr. Lyon? Yeah. So now I want to talk about Melville, Saskatchewan, my friend. I've heard so many things about Melville. You were born in Melville, correct? Yes, exactly. That's where I'm from. The Melville okay. Millionaires. Yes. So team. now tell me, okay, so tell me about, tell me about the Parker family. I want to know about mom and dad. I want to know about if there's any siblings. Uh, well, yeah, there was, there's me and three brothers. My you sister. Have three brothers. Yeah, three brothers. So there's four boys in the, in the family. Yeah, I lost one of them in, uh, in 2012. God bless us. Yeah, miss him. He was, he was a great player. He was probably one of the best of us. He was younger one. He was ten years younger than me. But okay. the rest of us brothers, I have an older brother named Scott Scott Parker, like the tough guy from Colorado. But his name is he's he's two years older than me, bigger than me, a little bit taller. It was always bigger than me. So Did he I play? Two, uh, he played played up to midget, like grade twelve yeah. midget. I think he won a cha- I think he won a provincial championship as a, a midget midget A in Melville. They they won them. He was a player, but he, he didn't he wasn't he didn't play junior. My brother Brett, who's two years younger than me, played. He's he's smaller. He's probably only about five ten, and uh, but he was more of a player, tough too. But he used to, he was a, he was a blackout fighter kind of guy, you know, like he would lose his shit, you know, oh, even yeah? When I, oh yeah, when, when he, he would, he so would he see wasn't red. too technical like his brother, no, the lion, no, right? No, no, <laughs> no, he, even when we were growing up as kids, cause that's, that's how I got tough. Cause I had an older brother that was bigger than me and I had to fight him all the time. That's where I'm going. That's where I'm going with this park. So, yeah. so, so he was a guy that you always had to go with the older one. Oh, and his oh, name yeah. again, Park. Sorry, his Scott, name. Scott. Scott. So Scott. Scott <laughs> Same yeah. name as the original sheriff, Scott Parker. So yeah. Scott, you're saying was a little bit bigger than you. How big, bro? Well, he was always two years older than me. But I think True. even right, right now, he's. I think he's like a half inch taller than me still. You okay, know? right on. You know, so I okay, think I'm so, heavy right now because I'm carrying a lot of weight, but he used to be heavy. So he's almost six five. No, I'm only about six two. You're I thought you were six three, six four parks. You're bigger no, than you look, buddy. No, you're I'm only six two. Okay, so you're six I'm, two. So so he's almost six three. Yeah, maybe. I think Okay, I'm, right on. And, and yeah. you guys, you guys had to do it the honorable way all the way growing up, right? You guys were bumping heads, your brothers, there's sibling rivalry, yeah, yeah, we there's everything, there's mom, dad, he did it. Why did you say that to them? There's every reason in the book, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always, there's always reason. We had, there was kind of rules, like you can't punch to the face rules, you know? Like, <laughs> so, but. 
But the problem was Brett, when Brett blacked out, he was the littler one. Like if you ever got onto Brett and you passed his line where he like saw red, he didn't yeah. listen to any rules. So, so it was even I would get away from him. I was almost he was almost scary because he was he was crazy. He'd be throwing punches to the face. But uh yeah, we grew up uh yeah, kind of that. My mom was my mom was a uh, good woman but she would just say like you guys get outside if you're gonna fight get outside keep it out of the house keep it out of the house that's at least at least how it went you know so we had to get outside but there's countless stitches the 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 night i went to uh finland when we had the fighting tournament in finland my my head was cut i don't know if you remembered all the blood i had yeah and i had to get stitches after the thing but it was the back of my head yeah and it was because my brother brett had got engaged and we all went out and we were kind of partying like celebrating and we were drunk and then me and my brother scott got in i don't know if even if it was that much of an argument but we were wrestling outside on the street and he and he kind of took me back and my head hit a brick on the back no and way. I and I got cut for stitches the How week many before days before Ice Warriors was that a week before I think it was a Friday before the Saturday so it'd be a week before so I got dropped off at dropped off at the University Hospital got some doctor student to stitch me up and then and then I went to Ice Warriors and the stitches opened up yeah. and then I had to get them to them to restitch it so I, so I fought that whole that whole tournament with the big like it was and it was a big gash it was a good one like that too jeez man yeah let's um because we brought it up let's we we, we we might as well get into that now so now uh ladies and gentlemen me and Derek parker both have a very unique experience by you know competing in a fight tournament. Now, this was your second one because you competed in, in the original one in 2006 out in, out in where, where is it? Prince George? Where, where Prince George, it? yeah, the hockey and, and you competed in that, right, Parts? Yes, I did, yeah. And okay, then, so uh, you competed in that one. And I, I know that Charlie Nama was, was, part of the, was, was part of that group. Charlie Nama is the CEO of the Ice Warriors International that's going to be May 21st in, in, in Enoch, Alberta at, oh, at yeah. the Three River Casino. Um, but yeah, so we together were at Ice Warriors. Now, this was 2010 in Finland, your second competition, right? Now, what did you think of that, brother? Was, wasn't that a pretty cool experience? Oh, yeah, it was unreal. It was awesome. I don't know. I went into ice uh, ice hockey enforcers, and uh, I got I got robbed against Mayrand. You know, like not not yeah. not yeah. a biased thing, but I met people all over that had seen that and they said, "Oh yeah, you should have won that fight." You know, I went into that. I was uh, I think I was twenty one years old, and uh, I I trained. I was in really good shape. I. Uh, really went into that one but that was a really good experience that's where all the quebec league found out where who i was there were some teams before that had an idea but after that that's where the quebec league like that's when the phone really started going off the hook with the quebec league trying to get right. me out there you're on but the radar I, from that point yeah exactly 
Yeah. And, uh, but I was going to an American League camp. I went to an American League camp in Norfolk. Yeah. And then I was in Norfolk. And then I was down in the, in the East Coast League. And then I got a call from the Quebec League team. I'm making 425 a week in the coast. And they tell me they're going to give me 50 grand a year plus three $5,000 bonuses. And I was, I was really telling them to kind of screw off. Like I'm staying here, you know, and I got, I was like, well, maybe if it was 50 plus three, $10,000 bonuses. And they're like, they called me back half an hour later and they're like, we'll give it to you. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> now what do I do? I was like, fuck now I gotta tell my GM here and tell my coach here I'm in I'm in the East Coast League and I, I don't even think I had money to get there I needed they had to send me some money to drive down there so I drove back to Quebec but that's how I ended up in St. Anderson so now right yes so now and this is perfect we're, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get into St. Saint St. Hyacinth in English um pretty much almost right now Right before we get into that, though, we're going to talk about your first year pro, which I consider the year in Wichita. Oh, yeah. Okay, we're talking about Wichita first, the Lion. Because, yeah. buddy, I'm a stat guy. I cannot believe – now, do you consider that your first year pro? Yeah, that's my first year pro, okay. yeah. So now, you went to Wichita. Now, that was the year of my- the lockout. Yes, that's what I was just about to say. I'm going to remind the listeners, this is the 2004-2005 season, the NHL lockout year. So now you say, okay, well, so what? Well, so what is every other league was a thousand times better because there was no NHL. It was a trickle-down effect. The AHL was the NHL, and then all the other leagues were like the AHL. Would you agree? Yeah, very much so. There was definitely, it was a tough year to be playing pro hockey. Extremely tough. Every, every team had two, three guys on the roster from the AHL down. Like it was unbelievable, man. The CHL, I couldn't even imagine. That's the league that Wichita was in. Now I want to, I want to read some stats off to our listeners. So Wichita Thunder, 2004, 2005, Derek, the Parker. Okay. We got 54 games. We got six goals, eight assists, 14 points. So, ladies and gentlemen, you, you think to yourself, like, man, that's pretty respectable. That's like, you know, the average, like, you know, like lower second line, maybe higher third line numbers, like third line numbers. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? 503 penalty minutes. Yes. Five. One, two, three, four, five. 500. So, how many majors do you remember? I think it was it was either 45 or 47. Okay, so you almost cracked 50 majors. You got yeah. 500 PIMs. Such, yeah. such a hard thing to accomplish, brother. Such a hard thing to be able yeah. to stay healthy that long to be able to do it. Yeah, no kidding, for sure. No, that league that they, we played, it was a central league, and they had, they dressed three lines. It was just... Uh, was it a three and one? No, not or three and three? one. Just three even, three even, and uh, 6D. So that's so wow. I got to play like, but I had just come out like, if we back it up a little bit, if you watch some of my Melvin Millionaire stats, oh, with, wow, uh, yes, at the uh, 36 with, points, you, you, yeah. you, yeah, man, in 55, you almost, you were almost a point per game with 300 penalty minutes. Yeah, exactly. For the millionaires, yeah. You, you know, 
I was never like when it comes down to me playing. I was never a good skater, like we all know that. But I was actually a real a, a smart hockey player that knew my role that that embraced my role. So when I went down, I came down from the WHL because I probably should have been a WHL. I was a WHL. I was probably one of the toughest guys in the WHL, if not the toughest. You know, I got the by your last season, right? Yeah, well, even probably by even my before your last year. season. Yeah, my sixteen-year-old year, I was fighting tough guys in that. Okay, league, you know, I okay. probably like everybody can has a story, but you know, I probably could have got drafted when I was seventeen, but I got sent home in January for doing stupid off-ice shit. And I'll be okay. to be honest, I used Fair to enough. get in trouble off-ice for doing, you know, whatever. If I if I could give my head a shake when I was a kid, you know, if I would have listened, you know. Yeah. And I'm sure there were people that told me, but I was a fucking teenager and I didn't listen. So yeah. there was teenagers. But uh because I had 43 fights my my 16 year old year and I was fighting 19 year old tough guys that are, you know, and this is the era of like Eric Goddard, you know, yeah, all these Eric, guys, right. Eric you Goddard know? was on my team, you know, yeah. was, I played with him my first year. Yeah. And he, him, him and Roger Maxwell are the only two guys I ever played with that were like, I'm going to go take the number one guy in my <laughs> career, in my I career. Agree. I hear you. Man. I hear Roger you. Maxwell, I could give credit to, like that. I was actually talking to Swanee about him the other day, and I was like, I was like, uh, I was like, yeah, Maxi. Actually, when I was with Maxi, Maxi was like, I got this guy. And I was like, oh, you got him? I'm like, okay, you know, because I always, I always take the guy, you know, the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and, man. I was, I was talking with Pete Morrell the other night. When you have another tough guy in the lineup. You played a little bit bigger because you knew that you didn't have to like, you know, like kind of reserve yourself for like this guy, and that guy, and this guy. Like you knew you only had to worry about him because he's got him, and then you could just do whatever you wanted. And yeah, you, yeah, you, exactly. Right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, no. Well, those were the only two times when I was 16 years old. Okay. So Eric Otter was a 19 year old. Yeah. Because by the time I was 17, he was he wasn't there that year, and I was. Was was the guy you know like ready to? I was fucking ready to yeah. fight everybody. I thought I was the toughest guy in the league from the time I was sixteen. Anyways, <laughs> you know, in, in my in my opinion, you know. Yeah, yeah, so no, like I, I was you, ready. And uh, anyways, when I went back to junior A, because I got in in trouble off ice and stuff. That was what it, what it was. Uh, I was that much tougher. Than every, I was a league. I was probably one of, like, in my opinion, one of the toughest guys in the WHL. And then I dropped down to junior A. That's so what I was, was about to say. So, what happened when you got to Melville then, bud? Were you just terrorized? Did people run out of the arena? I was, te I terrorized. It's <laughs> a good way to put it. You know, Sasha Pocklock was a 17 year old in, in Notre Dame and he, he, I played with him this year and he was like, yeah, I remember you were so scary. You know, <laughs> he was still like, they just remember, like I just scared. And then I ended up playing on the second line with a guy named Sean Langan, who's a right-handed shot, little guy. 
littler guy, right-handed shot, could fucking score. Smart player. And yeah. and I like I would tell him, like, don't pass me the puck unless you need to, you know, like I don't need this, I don't need to score. I'll just drive the net, I'll do this, so I'll do this. And it yeah. was finally I remember times in front of that I was like, you fucking touch him, I'll kill you. And he'd be like, Yeah, come on, touch me. I dare you. I dare you. I dare you. You know, he'd hang it on too. He's like, I, I dare you, you know. So yeah, that was the thing. When I played junior A, I was a league tougher, you know, like I belonged in another league because of my toughness. Mm-hmm. And and I got to play there. So there was a coach, Bob Beatty in Humboldt. He, he always liked having the toughest guy. And uh, he he kept bringing in uh, new guys and new guys. There was Thank Dion you. Hyman to fight me. Yeah, they brought this guy in from California. I remember I was fighting him too. All game guys were like, don't don't fight him. He's brutal, you know, like, and he kept beaking me all bench and all across from the benches the whole time. And then I finally got out there with him. I was like, let's fucking go. And I remember he switched up left on me and I remember going, bad idea. And just went whack, whack, oh. about three in a row. He was fucking, couldn't find his way to the box after they sent them back. <laughs> they sent them back to California after. <laughs> yeah. Dion Hyman, you know Dion Hyman? Yeah. Yeah, he was there. He was he was in Humboldt. He was he was the first guy I remember him telling me he didn't want to fight me anymore. Wow. Like he was, yeah. I had a, I had this one time I had there's a video of it people in Melville would remember it and they still talk about it is I fought three guys on the same shift because you know how I told you uh, at, at the same time you know how I told you I played with a real good goal scorer so we yeah. were playing Humboldt they took two five minute penalties against us bad on our, one of our better players and we were in a playoff hunt so we had to win the game so we we scored a bunch of goals on the power play, but then it was like, well, I still got to fucking make him pay for taking the, yeah. the penalties. And yeah. I was going out there and I, I played with the two little guys and I told them both. I'm like, Hey, it's going to get messy out there. Just stay out of that. Yeah. Because, because the last thing I do is I want them to get hurt trying to save my ass, you know, and, yeah. Yeah. you know, so I told him just stay out of it, and I ended up fucking fighting two guys at once. And then Bob Beatty and Craig Olnick went back to the bench, and then I think the coach sent was like, "What the fuck are you doing here? Get the back in there!" Because he was the toughest guy on the ice, anyways. He's he's the guy that should have been fighting me, and then he came flying in, fighting two guys. I looked up, and there's another one. And the beautiest part of probably the best part of the whole thing. Okay, this is in Melville, Saskatchewan, right? In the old barn and going crazy. But earlier that week, one of my little brother Andre's friend, uh, Carter Spratt, had uh, we, we were at school skating, like the hockey players went skating with the kids and we, we were playing hockey. And after he scored a goal, he did this whole Colgan down the ice. He did this one. <laughs> did that one so it was a sweet move you know like and i was like what a beauty move this like seven-year-old kid was doing or however old like it would have probably been nine years old and uh so after i fought three guys i already had this move in my toolbox that i just fucking give her one of these Wait. one on, on the way out after that 
I threw it out after the I fought three guys. It was that bad. Wow. It was probably the best. It was, it was probably the best part of the whole thing. I remember yeah. I remember you um you you throwing that out at at Ice Warriors. <laughs> yeah, I tried to get before the our Yeah, yeah, before our 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 match. You yeah. threw out because I remember them telling us like try to pump up the crowd, try to do yeah, this. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then so yeah. like I think I was the first guy to come out, and so I was like, "Hey, what am I gonna do? Um, I'm gonna do some of these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me some of this. Yeah." And then mm-hmm. I go and I and I think I did a great job. And then I see the lion come out, and he's like, you know, pretty much doing the same thing. And then he's like. Yeah, and then the crowd goes nuts, and I'm like, "Oh man, I should have thought of something better." <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that great. That comes from a kid's Carter Spratt. I got the move all. It's Hulk Hogan originally, but yeah, yeah. Dude. Dude. Okay, so listen. The reason why I got a smile on my face is because this is <laughs> this is the specific season that I would like to talk about because I would like to acknowledge it. I would like the listeners to understand. What, how I think of it and the way it should be looked at. Now, this is the 2005-2006 season. This is your first season in St. Hyacinth, in St. Yassin. Okay? They were still the crystal. Okay? Now, ladies and gentlemen, Derek Parker, his first year in the league, we already kind of got a an abbreviated version of the contract negotiations. Because yeah, yeah. when he was talking about coming to the Quebec League and the offers and the and the and the signing bonuses and whatnot, so now this is the team. So now Parks, when you got to St. Hyacinth, did you have any idea, man, how how successful you were going to be? Like, like, uh, dude, I know every, I know, I know, I don't know it as well as you, but I know a, a, as much as I need to to be able to appreciate it. I want you to talk about it. Because it's it's I think it's one of the most successful seasons of any pro hockey player on and off the ice. And, and okay, so give me one minute before you start. So, ladies and gentlemen, this guy played 51 games, and that doesn't include the playoffs. This guy put up six points. It's not like he was a tap on the butt type of guy. This guy played another 500 penalty minute season, 508, second season in a row. I, I, it's got to be a record to have back-to-back 500 pim seasons. Yeah. I got to look that up, Parker. So now, ladies and gentlemen, from what's recorded, it's probably more. For what's recorded, I got 72 fighting majors. 72 fighting majors in 51 games. This is the toughest league in the world, ladies and gentlemen. So now, this guy comes in. He's from out of town. He comes into the city. He's dominating the league. He's beating everybody. The thing I'm most excited about now, Parks, is your style right now. You've gone back to that season, brother. You're you're better because you've corrected things, but the hands up, the spin when it needs to be, protecting yourself and coming in and grabbing and getting it and controlling the guy. That's from this season. You dominated the season. Steve Bosse would come into the arena in St. Saint, and you would beat him without getting hit. Yeah. You remember yeah. that? Bro, yeah, no. I, there, yeah, I remember it. It was definitely, I had a great season, you know? And uh, yeah. 
you know, as, as for anybody to be a, that was a good way to say that successful for any pro hockey player, you know, for, for what I, perfect. yeah, I did. I, I didn't, I didn't lose a clear fight all year. Yeah. I think, I think I had maybe two black eyes. I, I felt like I, I think I got hit or six or seven times that year that I was, you know, and I was, I was really dominant that year. That was a great year. So I came in there <coughs> that and 72 fights. I had hockey enforcers that, that summer. Then I went to an American league camp and then I went to at East coast league games. And so throw in another five or six at least, you know, was that Amer was that the AHL camp that you just mentioned? Was that the time that you went to the Chicago Wolves camp? No, the Norfolk. Norfolk okay, so Admiral. when was the Chicago Wolves? After, so I had always kind of had a little bit of uh, uh, regret, I guess you call it, kind of like I wish I would have stayed in the American League system, played in the coast, and especially after having that good of a year. But I always knew I needed to be a good skater. And what I did the one year, I took out a loan, a $10,000 loan, and I did eight weeks in a row of power skating. And I swear to God, I was a good skater by the end of it. Like, just think of, because <laughs> I was already in MMA shape. I'd learned from Mark's mixed martial arts that I could train myself to do anything because at the one year I couldn't kick with my left leg. And the guy told me, he was like, just kick the bag 200 times every day, you know? And then soon by the end of the summer, I could kick you in the face with my left leg, you know, by, by training and everything. So, and I was in a good enough shape. You should have seen the, the kind of shape I was after doing eight weeks of power skating in a row. So I was, was right before the Wolves camp. Yeah. Chicago Wolves camp okay. at Chicago, at Chicago Wolves camp. They had a fit. Their fitness test was blue line back, red line back, blue line back, all the way down and back on the ice. It was it was a skating fitness test, and I won it. Oh yes, we did that at this at Sabers camp too. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about, man. That is a crazy test. You won but that. I won that. You know how bad of a skater I'm. Always last. I was always last on that thing. And, wow. Because and I won it. No, no, was crazy. the reason why, I, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, well, to tell you about the, the Wolves camp, I, if it hadn't been for money and guys with signed contract and stuff, like, I was definitely, like, surprised the hell out of, you know, no one was expecting me to be that, that effective. But by the time they started sending any guys down from the NHL and guys on contract, they just had no room for me. And... The thing was, uh, but it was crazy because I was still the same player that loved to run guys over. But the difference was I could fucking get there fast enough. <laughs> and my edges were good, you know? Wow. You know, they couldn't, they couldn't do it. So I had this one shift. We were playing Milwaukee in, in uh, the exhibition game. What's that? At the All-State Arena or in Milwaukee? No, it was it was for the wolves. It was in our practice rink. Still okay, right on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I remember I was coming down the neutral zone. A guy at the top of the circles. I came in there speed, 
He's coming upwards, coming upwards. I ran him over so much. One of those hits that you fall over on the other side of him. I hit him so hard. I was on the other side of him, got up, skated back into his zone. Someone's coming up the wall and I fucking ran him over and I just speed. And like, you can actually go and look on YouTube on YouTube. I have a video. It says Derek Parker, Derek Parker skating. If you really? use search scared and it's me at a, one of my power skating camps, like about five weeks in and you can see me actually flying. Like the guy, the guy picks apart my stride, but it's like very minor. Like I'm fucking flying yeah. down the ice. Wow. And, uh, and, uh, and then I get up and I skate and then to the right wing there around there too. And I run over another guy. And the ref just gives me a penalty because I ran three guys He's like, over. You got to stop killing people out here, man. <laughs> I skated by their bench. I skated by their bench and I asked, I called on the whole bench in the American League. And I awesome. went to the box. Jordan, Jason Christie was the, co- was the assistant coach there. He came over. He's like, that's a good penalty. Don't worry. In the Did box, they have you anybody, know? Any, any meat on the other side? No, I don't think so. I think I'd no fought. I, they had somebody... The game before, no, was it Rockford we played? I I'd fought a guy that was like a nine year, like a nine year vet, six five guy. I can't remember his name, but made him bloody. I remember the night after that game that I had those three hits. They were making cuts on the with the wolves, and I was like, I actually went into the office like they can't cut me. I actually knew like. I just knew they just couldn't cut me. And then what ended up happening was I was suspended from my earlier time in the American League. I yeah. got a two-game suspension because when I was with the Norfolk Admirals, we were playing against uh, Philly. And uh, Tristan Grant ran over Rory McMahon right in, set, at, right in the neutral zone. And Rory McMahon came to the box. And I was like, I got him. I got him. <laughs> I jumped on the ice and I went and fought him because that's what I fucking do, you know? And and then they gave me a two-game suspension for leaving the bench to fight or something like that. So I still had a two-game suspension. So when this came up, when I was with the Wolves, they're like, well, you're suspended for two games, so we're going to send you down. And then there was a lot of guys coming down. There was Now we had five lines for guys coming down from the NHL, kind of. And... You know, it was a while before I was going to get back. Uh, I actually went, they sent me to Bloomington and then I got released from Bloomington. <laughs> it, it was, it was crazy. Like, why would you send me down here and then, then <laughs> release me? But they already, but they already had like a team. And then I got, had to go to, well, just driving around the States. I went to Flint. I think my contract was two seventy five a week. That's all they were going to give me. You know, and I'm like, well, I can't play for this. So the reason why I wanted to bring up the Wolves party is because there, there's been a few different times, like, like in our, in our career where, where we, we've taken each other's spots, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. like you took my spot on, on, on the marquee when I left. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then I took your spot on St. Hyacinth when you left. Right. Yeah. And you, we meet up in Finland. You beat me in a split decision. Like we've had a big rivalry. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and it's awesome. 
because I know that you're a warrior and, and I know that you're a real one. And, and it's awesome to go to battle with other guys that, that enjoy the battle. Right? It's awesome. So now the reason why I brought that up is because I, I had an experience with the Chicago Wolves as well. Right. And I kind of want oh, to yeah. see, it doesn't, it doesn't say, but see, neither of us can, can say on hockey TV because we didn't play an official regular season game, but buddy, I was in Chicago at team until Christmas before I came to St. Saint. never played one game. And the reason why I'm saying this is because I want to explain to the listeners, the Chicago Wolves, like the New York Yankees, the American Hockey League, they have an unlimited budget. They got like 10 veterans on the team, all making yeah. over 100 grand. They sit out four or five guys. They're all making over 100 grand. They just have it like that. You know what I mean? So if yeah. you're not part of their NHL system, it's very, very hard to play there. I had heard that I talked to someone that went to that training camp when you were in Chicago. They were so impressed. They're like, honestly, Mac, like Parker, he came to camp. He was in shape. I think he won like, like, like that's must what they're talking about. He won a, he won some fitness competitions, the skating. Yeah. He was beating people off in preseason. He's running people over. Like he, he pretty much made the team. Like he made the team. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, wow. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's awesome. Right. But yeah. I, I heard that. So I wanted to hear like your version of how that yeah. camp was how it all makes sense that you put all that investment and time and energy and work into your skating. But you made that team. The guy said that you made it right. So like, like you made the team, they wanted to sign you and sent you down. Right. Like, like didn't like you made it, like they wanted you back up. There was just no room at the time. Correct. Yeah. There was just no room. Like it just, at the time, you know, yeah. like you said, especially, especially like you say that about the Chicago Wolves or like the, the New York Yankees, New York Yankees not, of the AHL. Not in the NHL system, dude, you know, there's not going to be room for you because they got the, all the guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's an accurate thing. Yeah. That, that's how I felt. I made the team that year. Like I said, they were making all and the cuts out there, uh, the, the camp. And I, I remember thinking, I'm like, they can't cut me. I'm like, if they cut me, like, I'll just ask for the other team's GM, the GM of the other team's. The other thing, yeah. because he probably wants me right yeah. now, you know? Well, the guy that, that put four of our guys out tonight saying he wants to play for us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Exactly. So, dude, I want to – okay, so I want to quickly – I want to quickly go back to the year of the Crystal. Now, this season, I'm telling you, Parks, I've never seen a year where there's a guy that was more dominant in a league than you in the LNEH – 2005, 2006 season for the Saint Yeah, still the Saint Saint. So now, Fred Trombley, Freddie, yeah, right. He was he was our guy when we were there. Yeah, I know he was your guy when you were there. He was yeah. my guy when I was there. Right. Fred yeah. Fred was the general manager, but he was also the guy that tried to be like hands on. He wanted to be like a friend as well as the GM. Right? Yeah. Is he like yeah, that exactly. with you as well? Exactly. Yeah. Overall, a good guy. The first year, he wasn't even the GM. He was just uh, kind of a a friend of the team. You know, there was a really good guy. Like, helped me out quite a bit. I used to go ride horses even at his place. And I loved it. Yeah. So yeah. now you were you were pretty smart as well, like off the ice when you were in this league. Now, a lot of guys, especially at this time when the tough guys were making so much money, 
Like, you know, I had Jason Bone on the show. I had Jason Clark on the yeah. show, right? Guys that were in the league at that time. Yeah. And, and they were telling stories about the money and the partying. And, and, and trust me, we all did that. But Mr. Parker, you also made good investments. Like, didn't you buy a house in St. Well, I don't know if I was that smart. I, I, I grasped at straws of trying to do right things. So you meant so. Up. So I meant well. I meant well. I grasped at straws. I know my first year I spent all my money on partying. I didn't get 20000 of the money they, they promised me in the first year, but I'd spent, I still got paid pretty well for. 22-year-old kid, you know. Well, let's be honest, though, Parker. Okay, let's be honest now, because that was then, this is now. The league is very legit now. Everything's check. There's no funny business around any of the teams. Very respectable league, the LNAH now. But back in the day, it wasn't so much. We were all getting paid in cash. There was bonuses. There was big money. So so let's be honest. Like like, like a, a number one at that time, thousand dollars a game yeah i was well it was 50 grand for the year over 30 weeks because they weren't paying us by the game so i was i was making uh i think it was 1666 uh every two weeks every week was it a week yeah no, every week 30, every week every tuesday was practice remember Tuesday yeah. practice. I was yeah, paid. Yeah, it was getting paid in the check. That, it was getting paid in the check at that time. It wasn't. It wasn't cash because we could collect employment insurance in the summer. That's right. That's right. Yeah. But now, Mr. Parker, but but you, but but because of because you were the highest paid guy on the team, because you were the biggest attraction on the team, you know, your situation was a little bit different. Other guys probably got paid cash just because it wasn't worth it to them to get what they were paid in, in a check. Where yours was a little bit more, so you yeah, could do maybe, that. Right? Maybe that's how it all went down. Yeah, you know? for sure, hundred percent for sure. So, so yeah, you no, know. But, so now, so now, okay. But you're saying so it didn't work out. Maybe in your words, the way that you wanted it to. But you had the intentions to buy property, which you did, and, yeah. and the intentions to to be smart and not just to go and party, right? Like, like. I think I sold it for the 10,000 bucks more the year later, right on. you know, right on, you know, I just remember, bro, of, I remember I didn't Kyle lose my living in there. Yeah, exactly. Brett Needham was living in there. Oh, yeah. It was, um, man, I'm having a brain freeze with some names, but dude, it was, it was awesome. It was a great house that you bought, you know, oh, yeah. I, I think it was a good investment. Had some good Glad fucking party. Some money. Good stuff. Fucking parties. It was close to the zipper. <laughs> yeah, buddy. I had to point that out, man, because that year, I because I, I knew that you bought a house. I knew the type of season that you had. And I'm looking at it as a former player. I'm like, dude, this guy just dominated on and off the ice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. houses, leading the league in majors, well, you know, just beating everybody. They everybody. actually, They actually made me part owner of the team. I remember that. Because they wanted that. me to play, and I was like, you'd be part of it. And I remember saying to them, and I was like, yeah, but you lost money last year. Like, why would I want to be part of it? <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. And then, yeah, and, then they, and then they said, if we lose money, you don't lose money. But if we make money, you can make money. I was like, okay, well, I'll be a part of that. But I went to a couple meetings, owners' meetings. 
but I was just like a player in there. Like I was like, no, we want this, you know, like this, we need this kind of thing. That I yeah. don't think they, I don't think it worked out because I was too much of a player. I couldn't put aside being a player. I, I was fighting for all the players. To of, get course, of course, yeah. So now, so now, one guy that I just want to talk about before we move on is Manu. Talk about the chef. Manu, the chef. Oh, fuck. tell the what listeners who this man is. What yeah, what a, what a warrior he is. He's probably about five seven. You think so? Five, eight. I was gonna give him five eight, but five seven yeah, could be yeah, five eight, maybe five eight. We'll go five eight, but he's a fucking lefty. And just and he he used to have to fight all the number ones before I came in and then he was there. You know? <laughs> and lefty five eight, and he would win these fights because he usually just waited the fight, the fights would go long enough. That he could take it, take it to him with his cardio. That's what his, his thing was. But what a man that guy is. I remember wow. I remember sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, parts. No, that's that's it. I, I remember when I first met Frechette, I, I found out that the man didn't drink, the man didn't ever smoke, the man was just a nice dad. He owned this or was like the foreman or the owner of some business that like built houses, I think. And like I'm yeah. just like, man, this guy's an impressive guy. Like he's got his yeah. stuff straight, man. No beautiful wife, kids, like yeah. you know what I mean? Good guy to look up to, eh? Yeah, 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 for sure. Man new, man new, man new. <laughs> it was easy for the fans to get behind him, eh? Yeah, Jeez, yeah. Man. Jeez. So dude, I, I I wanted to obviously I, I also wanted to talk about Jean Care. Um yeah. I want to talk about Jean Care. Um, when I left Jean Care, that was one of the times when you, when you took my spot <laughs> and, um, you know, you wore number 23 as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, I did. And I want to talk about Dina Nagascos and I want to talk about the, the, the Marquis de Jean Care fan base and how nice their arena is in your mind. Yeah. Well, uh, with the fan, the fans are great there. Yeah, and it's, it's a real... You say it about the arena. It's a great arena to play in. The Palace de Sport. Yeah. And I always get about, well, it seems pretty full in there all the time, you know? Yeah. And I was always really good fans. And I guess uh, with Dean Ligasenkos uh, as our coach, uh, I played with Dean in Trois-Rivières a few seasons earlier. That's right. And then uh, he, after my brother passed away, he ended up talking to me. He said he had, uh, they're winning it. They wanted to win a championship. They had a team, a championship team. And he said that I was the guy that they needed. And I still hadn't won a championship yet in my career. And he knew that he said I was the guy that he needed. And I went in there for one goal in mind. It wasn't to dominate the league for myself or anything else or whatever, but to make sure that we won a championship and we ended up winning that year against Sorrell in the final. So this year I'm planning the same thing, you know, like I'm hoping that we're going to win this year. Sorry, so now, okay. So now there's, there's, there's a couple, there's a couple things that, that I want to talk about, uh, but before we're done here, the first thing is I want to talk about Gabby rock Cause he was your partner that year, right? Yeah, he was your yeah. bruise brother, Gabby. Gabby. Yeah. But what I really want to talk about is 
this is going to be a story where, you know, guys that go to battle for each other, anyone that plays sports, you don't just have to be a hockey player, guys. Anyone that's a teammate goes to battle for their teammates, right? When you yes. see your te- when you see your teammate get get hurt, especially when there's a cheap shot done, you have to spring to action. If you're a character guy, it doesn't matter. Like it's like if you're gonna get a two game suspension, don't worry, I got him. It's an like like Mr. Parker. It's an automatic thing when when there's a guy that yeah. knows his role properly. There was a situation where where there was a saga with Donald Brashear, right? Oh, that yeah. year, yeah. the Riviera yeah. Duluth. Okay, yeah. explain what Brashear did to Gabby, and then explain your reaction, what you did after that happened. Well, there was even more hit. There's history uh, before With the, the car game and, and and all that. Yeah, I don't know of something about going to court with Eric LaBelle when I played. Yeah, Eric well, let, let's well, just start with this with what, what he did to Gabby, and then we'll get into that stuff after. But I want to know what he did to Gabby and your reaction that game. What happened in well, Riviera Duluth? Well, I knew that there was there was some history, and we were going into the, the game, and I knew and and he was playing on the Brashear was playing on the other side. And I knew Gabby had a little bit of kind of some worries, you know, and I just, I just went up to Gabby. Don't worry. I got him. You know, so, so Gabby, Gabby, sorry to interrupt you just for the listeners. Gabby knew that Brashear was out to get him this game. Is that what yes. you're saying? Okay. Yes. So Gabby knew he's like, Brashear's going to get me this game. And then you to keep him calm said, don't worry. I'm going to fight him tonight. Right? Yes, exactly. Okay. So I was like, you know what? I got him. And I remember actually that game. I remember in the warm up, kind of like my juices were actually kind of flowing. I was kind of like, oh shit, I got someone. This, I feel like I'm in the WHL when I was 16 years old, kind of like, this a, I don't know who's going to win this one. This is a big fight, well, you it's know? It's a big brush, man. I'm not going to. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, tried to fight him again a couple of times. And what happened? We were on the, we were in the last. The last two minutes, well, the one thing is Brashear was carrying the puck the one time and fucking Rock ran him. You know, Gabby Rock, he's a pretty good body checker. Yeah. You know, he absolutely ran over Brashear, left him sitting on the ice on his ass, got up on his ass and and ran him over the one time. And then, and then I was like, I was on the ice and I went and got in between Brashear and, and Gabby, okay. so I kind of stopped them, you know? And then we were out there at the last, the last minute and asked Brashear, like, do, are we going to go or whatever? And he didn't want to go, and I feel like he deserves enough respect that he doesn't want to go, then I'll let him not go. And so we're playing the shift, and I'm beside him, and he goes by the net, and I'm like, hey, Brashear, take it easy. And then the puck goes down to their end. We're back in our end. And then all of a sudden, Brashear takes about three hard strides, and he sees Gabby Rock in the back, Gabby Rock's back, and he fucking suckers Gabby Rock right in the back of the head. It was brutal. It was bad. If it happened in the NHL, it'd be like a season suspension. You know? Well, that was like what – what kind of like i mean it was a stick but it was like what mcsorley did to him kind of yeah you know what i mean it was probably worse it was oh, probably oh, really? worse. what he did yeah. to gabby 
what he did to Gabby, yeah. So he hit him and that hard, like he connected right in, that heart? Right in the back of the head, you know, like I feel bad that I didn't stop it, you know, like I watched it, it was like right in the back of the head. You were too far so away. Got his numbers while I was right beside him, but then he took two strides. We we weren't we weren't really skating, and then he went, and, and then, then went. I was, you know, he he kind of took off right beside me, and uh, and then we came over the top, and I, I I dropped my stuff obviously flying over the top, both benches cleared. I was on top of him, elbow smashing Brashear. Really? <laughs> Until. Well, because by that time, after that sucker, you know, like now, now it's everything I can do to get at you. We yeah. eventually, we eventually stood up, and uh, we eventually stood up, and then we kind of had a fight. I remember Brashear was breathing really hard, trying to hold, but he was strong. He was really strong, and then yeah, we spun around. Guy. We spun around, and then when we were down, he's kind of suckered me when we were down, and the refs were in there, but whatever. Yeah, I don't. Really, I don't really like Brashear that much. I don't a respect little, him. A little bird told me that 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 someone's chain might have broke. Oh yeah, yeah. After <laughs> because I I ended up with Brashear's chain. So I know in the fight I broke his chain. I took his chain off when we were fighting, and after the game, some the trainer came in there like, "Hey, whose chain is this?" And I was like, "Oh, that's Brashear's." And I was like, "You know what?" Give me that. I'll take that. I kept his chain. <laughs> yeah. That's a great story, man. I, man. I I really appreciate it. I know the listeners are probably just right, they're literally on the yeah. edge of their seat listening to that one, buddy, because everybody yeah. knows who you're talking about. And you know what I mean? Yeah. He was obviously a big NHL name. And, you know, yeah. like, but that just goes to show that even a guy like Donald Brashear, he's on the same level as every num- every other number one in that league. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not, yeah. oh, he's NHL tough. No, no, no. It's, you know, he's whatever. Yeah. Guys can beat him. He can beat guys. Anybody can yeah. beat anybody. And that's the way it is in the league. And, and honestly, Parks, like, dude, I, I had a really, really, really good time in this episode, buddy. I'm going to put you on the spot, though. Are you willing to come back for a part two? I'd love to. I'd love to. That's it was awesome, a lot of buddy. fun. Yeah. I love I love doing the shows with guys that I'm similar age to, and you know what I mean. And I really appreciate the insight that you gave in the stories, bro, and the honesty that you gave. And then I like I like I'm I'm hoping the listeners could recognize the true warriors when they talk about fighting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like I said we can't win them all, and, yeah. and we can we can correct ourselves and come back for battle again. Exactly. Exactly. That's it, buddy. So I, I want to thank you again for coming on the show. I want to thank the listeners for tuning in to another episode of The Sheriff featuring special guest, my buddy, the lion, Derek Parker. And good luck on Friday at the House of Pain in Laval, guys. If you are in anywhere near the Montreal area, get your ticket to the Colisée de Laval, St. George, against the Northern Oil Tankers of Laval. Is that how you say it? Yeah, I think so. I, I just called it Petroé, the Petroé. In Francais, oui. oui. Petroé, so the tankers. Say, say, hey, Parks, you're bilingual. Promote the game on Friday en Francais. En Francais. Viens nous jouer au Colisée de Laval. Uh, vendredi soir, 20 heures. J'aimerais que vous tous soyez là. Le septième joueur. Merci, <laughs> mon chum. J'apprécie. <laughs> Bienvenue. <laughs>
Bienvenue. Awesome, buddy. We'll see you next time, guys. Woo!